Aaron and I are just obsessed with the fact that I think just stuff takes a lot of time. Everything good takes time and is slow, slow, friggin' slow. And feels small and feels insignificant and not flashy. But those are the best things. You're listening to the Two Gomers Podcast, a show about two regular guys in their 40s embracing midlife, chasing healthy aging, and inviting a nation along for the run. This is episode 390, Start Small, for October 13th, 2023. This, the 390th episode of the Two Gomers podcast. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned Gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, with my friend Stephen all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, dude. Hey, man. So 390 really depends on how you count. Yeah. First of all, because there's hundreds more. On the Patreon. On on the Patreon, on Perfect Movie, Uh on old bonuses and old specials but the hidden apps that are behind that are in the gomer vault still oh tons of those yeah but what i was thinking though is we're talking about start small uh-huh is how did we get there man <laughs> one one episode at a time that's the yeah. the podcaster's uh motto one episode uh-huh. at a time one i mean it's taken us 15 years I mean, this is weird, right? Uh-huh. We just sell it. We just did the 15th anniversary episode last two weeks ago on the main yeah. feed here. We actually haven't recorded that yet. Right. We haven't, but the way things work, mm-hmm. we're we're waiting for people's feedback currently. Yeah, we wanted to push that recording closer to it so yep. that we could have lots of feedback. Um 15 years now, and I do I say this statistic all the time? I don't know. But what I read is that the average lifespan of a podcast is four episodes. Mm, okay. Um, and so that's interesting. People do start. Uh-huh. And we're going to be talking about starting small, but there's also those two other steps. Stay consistent and trust in time. And mm. with all that, 390 episodes later, here we are. Start small. Uh huh. Stay consistent. Yep. Trust in time. So I want to make that a. I want to make this a series at some point. So yep. start yep. small is this one. We're gonna be tempted, I think, to keep talking about stay consistent, trust in time. <laughs> right. And we probably well, will over to, and over again. They work together, but the, they the, really we're, do. We're digging in on start small today, though. Yeah, and part of that is because we have this new iteration of the podcast. Uh, 15 years in, we're still reiterating, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But we yeah. wanted to include this baby steps of the week every week. I think eventually we're going to be starting to slot in some midlife milestones into that into this opening section. Mm-hmm, um, totally. But for now, we've wanted to do some consistency and have this um, baby steps thing. And we've had a couple of questions like, wow, why did you guys decide to do this? Or uh, what was mm-hmm. the thinking behind doing it every week? And so we want to dig into that a little bit this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, we love starting things. And we and the easiest way to start something is to start small. Actually, maybe maybe the easiest way is to start big. I don't know. Well, like, it, maybe the easiest way to fail is to start big. <laughs> there we go. And, and the easiest way to succeed is to start small. I don't know. I just made that up. but And I don't know that that's true across the board, but I do think no. it's been true for me. Absolutely. That, that's our felt experience of starting anything is it's, it's going to be more apt to continue if it starts mm-hmm. small. Right. And so we want to help motivate people every week, but also especially in this episode mm-hmm. that um, you shouldn't not start. Mm. 
sorry for the double negative, but like mm-hmm. th- I think that I've seen in my life in the past and in a lot of lives around me that the goals are big, which is good, mm-hmm. but they're so big and so daunting and there's so much pressure on those things that people, I and other people are like, ah, I'm not going to start at all. And so that's no. kind of the goal for me in this episode is like, that's not the way to live. Start. Sure. And if you have to start small and that's the best way to start, then do that. Um, so we're going to get there. We're going to actually start with baby step of the week. We're going to get to the core where we focus more on that starting small. And then we're going to end with what's giving us life this week. And of course, a ton of fun stuff al- along the way. Tripping on my words a little bit today, bro. Do people care? I didn't think you were tripping at all, dude. Uh-oh. I exposed something that didn't need to be exposed. What? I thought it was fine. I mean, it's like when I talked about, uh, the, uh, you know, saying like all the time. Oh, right. And they were like, oh, shoot. No, I thought you were fine. I mean, dude. Okay. I, I mean, talking about the podcasts and the millions of podcasts out there, the ones that really stay are the the big stalwart. Sorry, yeah. Are the big, you know, corporate ones that now have celebrities and and stuff you know Mm. so we're just this little the little engine the two gomers that could (laughs) that's true enough that's that's us yep (laughs) sometimes we trip on our words we don't have a producer or an editor yep that has do it their job is to make sure that we don't say like too much right you know what I kind of gave up on it after that after that one thing. I was like, whatever. <laughs> but I have gotten better. I, I, I've oh, been yeah. more mindful of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we do have big goals. For instance, never saying the word like again. But we know mm-hmm. as the Gomers and on the Two Gomers podcast that those things start small. So this is Baby Step of the Week. Baby Steps? It means setting small reasonable goals for yourself one day at a time one tiny step at a time baby steps all right this is baby step of the week we're going to be talking a lot about baby steps but we thought we'd start with some specific ones that maybe we used within the last week or the last month or yeah ones that stuck out to us right yeah and actually i'm i think maybe i'm going to pivot live right oh. now Oh. I kind of think I want to talk about my baby step in the core. Okay. What do you think about that? Is that okay? That's totally fine. I mean, okay. we'll probably talk specific baby steps and why they're important and why they have worked for us and how to do them. Right. Um, do you have one specifically? Fine. I do. Okay, great. So uh, we've we've talked for a long time about how I... With with my practicing mm-hmm. and my read making, I tend to be uh, like I get really intense and then I'll lay off for a while because okay. I basically hurt myself. <laughs> like I'll practice <laughs> oh, really? really hard and make a ton of reads uh-huh. and do all this stuff. And then where do I end up? The chiropractor uh, because I can't turn my neck anymore. <laughs> now, if, if this is people's first episode... Oh, or maybe yeah. maybe they're joining us because of the 15 year anniversary and they're here. Oh, yeah. Anthony is a professional bassoonist. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so when he says making reads, that's part of his job is to make the thing you blow through. Right. So if you play the clarinet or the saxophone, that's a single read and uh-huh. you can buy those. Um I I know people that make them too. Uh sure. they're just a little bit less complex cuz they go on a mouthpiece. A double read is an oboe, a bassoon, English horn, a contrabassoon, and it's two reeds bound together, and they're kind of complicated, and they don't last very long, and they're very finicky, and mm-hmm. they're very labor-intensive. And so yep. part of, if, if there is anybody new that doesn't already know this, part of playing my instrument or the oboe specifically are the making of the reeds so that you can make a sound. And the best way to do it is to craft them yourself because they're very tailored to... The way you want to sound and and the group you play in and the hall you play in and all that. And it's this so, very specific uh, – I mean, what percentage of the world knows how to do this? 0.000001% of the world knows okay. how to make a bassoon read. 
Right. It's very, very small. But in the world of it, everybody knows yeah. how to do it for the most part. And Got it. we can ask questions for each other. And there's lots of different styles and uh-huh. ways of doing it. Um, and so, but the, some of the labor intensiveness of it, uh, I could I could send you this one picture. There's this great book, I think. I think it's by Lou Skinner, a reed maker. And uh-huh. he's really crouched over. It's a, it's a great old photo of this guy just working on reeds. It's classic in the bassoon world. And he's okay. hunched over. Mm. Cur- he looks like a C. If okay, I'm, sure. You know, like the letter C. Yep. And my uh, chiropractor friend uh, mm-hmm. was like, why don't you send me a picture of, or, you know, maybe Aaron could take some pictures or videos of you practicing and, and reed making and I could evaluate it. Yeah. Um, and so that picture was actually the one that stuck out of my mind first. And I was okay. like, if you saw that, you'd be like, we need to figure out a different way to do this or do something yeah. else if you don't want to be injured. Right. Uh, and, you know, this this kind of repetitive motion thing is, mm-hmm. I mean, you get tennis elbow, right? You get athlete's foot. I mean, it, this, uh, is a, this is a podcast about midlife, right? Like there are a lot of things that... There's probably something that everybody listening does repetitively that impacts their body. Sure. I mean, have you heard of text neck? Uh, Sure. Yeah. Where you're kind of curled up around your phone. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Video game thumbs. There Uh, is. It's just a matter of time, and I'm going to have to get carpal tunnel surgery. mm, Because most of what... I do is this shape, a kind of a curled hook hand, uh-huh. right? I'm, I'm typing. I'm it, when I play the guitar, I've been yep. doing housework, yep. biking, oh. right? Yep. Everything is this grip hook grip. Mm-hmm. And then that rep- like you're saying repetitive motion with, with this thing, it, it makes my muscles too big and cuts off the, 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 bloodstream oh. and so you have to have carpal tunnel surgery to strip out those muscles oh is that what i didn't even i i've heard of that i didn't yeah. even really know what it was but wow. but it's the same it's the the the, the root of it mm-hmm. this kind of repetitive motion unfortunately when you're 45 impacts your body definitely and it you know, it, there's the the saying, like, when you go to the doctor and you're like, it hurts when I do this. And then they're like, yeah, well, don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. you're like, but that's my job. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know. Uh, so the reason that I wanted to talk about this in Baby Steps is something I implemented this summer. Because for many summers, I'll, I'll uh, actually take some time off, which rules. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get really focused back in, um, which I have. Again, mm-hmm. I always sure. do because, again, it's my job. Um, yep. But what I tried this summer was the old adage, a stitch in time saves nine, mm-hmm. which could be the, the the name of this episode, which isn't. But Sure. Uh, Actually, that's not bad. <laughs> Maybe we should change. No, let's keep it. <laughs> no. But instead of doing a dozen reads at a time. What I started okay. doing is every day, one. Oh, okay. And I would do the 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 process of one, sometimes two, but mm-hmm. uh, the process of one full one because it takes place over a couple of days. Yeah. So I do up to here with one, up to yep. here with another, up to here with another. So it's like essentially one or two full reads from start to finish, but it's they're in different stages. Yeah. And so I did that all in my prep before Sun River when uh-huh. you came out to visit. And with my baby step stitch in time saves nine thing, I ended up with this box of reeds that was yep. really good. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and it was just a little bit at a time Yep. instead of a manic, you know, uh. marathon. <laughs> Yes. You know what I mean? And and so those manic marathons, if that's that's the way I could put it, is have driven me to serious neck and back injuries. Right. Yeah. Huh. So it's it's going well. I mean, I still okay. went to the chiropractor for the first yeah. time ever. That'll be a whole nother episode. But mm-hmm. this this is the most successful 
I've been at really trying to baby step my way through prep and the pile ended up probably the same size. Okay. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. Did you lose any productivity doing it that way? No, the, the productivity was probably net higher and okay. quality mm-hmm. net higher. Yeah. I, I think this is the way. 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 Yeah. This is the way. As Din Jarin would say. Is that his name? The Mandalorian? This is the way. Everybody's always saying this is the way. Yeah. <laughs> I even said it to him when I met him live at uh, in Disneyland. Oh. Did you see him wow. at all? Did you see him in Baby Yoda? I think it was just the Disneyland thing they were trying it out in. A walk around Mandalorian character with with Baby Yoda in a bag. Mm, I think in Galaxy's we Edge. saw people walking around. I like we saw like we saw Ray and we saw right. I kind of feel like we did. Okay, I can't remember though. Yeah, it's it it's their kind of first foray into putting a character in there that doesn't line up with the timeline. Yeah, that's right. Because people were mad about that. Yeah, we yeah. Did like, talk about this that. isn't happening during Black Spire or whatever the heck. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's like, well, we're in Florida. Like, who cares? <laughs> none of this makes sense. I know. You know, none of this is real, right? <laughs> it's just All fun. Right, dude. I'm really glad you did this one because I have a feeling it might come back as we get into the core. Um, okay. But let's do it. Let's go into the core and talk about start small. You're not going to change yourself overnight. You got to start small. You got to start small. Like a little thing, a little movement. That's what it takes. You're not going to do it all in one day. You're not even going to do it all in one week. You're not even going to do it all in one month. But you know what? It starts in one minute. That minute is now. Hey, how's it going over there? Got to have a Coke because I got a long road trip ahead of me this afternoon. So need a little yeah. caffeine. Right. Cheers, mate. Here, I'm about to pop something too. Why not? Oh. <gasps> Oh, oh yeah. Mm. Hey, how's it going over there? I'm going to Topo Chico. Oh, dude, I want one of those. Actually, this could be my what's giving me life this week. I just was in Sam's Club and there was a box of Topo Chico's. Oh, man, that is the best seltzer water, Mm. dude. It's so good. Now, Mm. they have this with like a hint of lime. Uh Uh-huh. Those are awesome. They didn't have any of those, though. Mm. I've also had hint of grapefruit. They had pomple mousse. a Topo Chico? Mm-hmm. Oh, pomple mousse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wowzers. Um, all right. Here we are in the core. Uh, we dig deeper into a core habit, discuss a core practice, or answer a core question. We're going to get to some core questions, I think, coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, now that the 15th anniversary has passed us by, I think we're in the groove of this. Mm-hmm. New iteration of the podcast. I'd like to start answering some core questions. Like, who are we trying to impress anyway? Who are we trying to impress? <laughs> we'll get to that. Yep. Uh, my sister Paula just emailed and suggested, what if I just didn't about saying no to things? Wow. Yeah. So those kind of things we're getting to. Um all around healthy aging. This week, start small. And like I said, we wanted to, I've wanted to for a while anyways, explain a little bit deeper why we do baby steps. Yeah. Um, and my, this is an assumption. I know this. Uh, I, I know that we have a lot of listeners in midlife and people have told us as much that a lot of our listeners feel stuck in some way. Mm-hmm have big goals, can't seem to reach them, feel discouraged about that. And so don't get started, like I said, at all. And we would love to motivate people on this podcast, maybe in this episode in particular, to get unstuck a little bit uh, with this concept of starting small. Mm. Yeah, I I think that when you're stuck, you're, you're looking for some catalyst Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Some some spark of inspiration, uh, some saying. And we love some our sayings. Some quote, some song. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. something, like it's almost, so there's that. And then there's also like 
there comes a point where it's more uncomfortable to not change yep. than to change. Definitely. And, and that would be for me just as an example with the read thing. And yep. maybe I can be an inspiration to somebody or or can help somebody along with like you've been doing something a certain way for a long time. Right. And you can change the way that you do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it, my situation was untenable. What, what do you mean by that? Uh, like manically practicing and making too many I reads and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, okay. over committed. So it wasn't like it was that. impossible. You were doing it. Yep. But oh, it yeah. was untenable for healthy living. Yes. There we go. Because okay. for, for me in this moment, for, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, again, I, I, everything I get to do with music, that's such a privileged point of view. It's so sure. fun. It's music. Yeah. It's like I get to do this for a living. So I'm not complaining. But mm-hmm. it, was, it just was really, really helpful and a needed pivot. Yeah. So there's this, like, concept of... So start small. I feel like there's two components of this. Mm. One of them is start. Mm-hmm. And the other is small. I think the one that you're talking about with the um with the with the read making is a issue of scale, right? It's the small piece, which is you yeah. were doing it, but it wasn't healthy. And so you actually right. had to separate those things out in smaller chunks, and then all of a sudden you're living healthier. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the yep. productivity isn't really affected that much. Um, right. I think that also, and I'll just speak for myself, but I think this has been true of you, and it's also true of people we know, that the start thing can also be a problem. So hard, dude. Um, and I think you said at the beginning that you can start big, but it, that doesn't seem sustainable. Too many reads. <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, we can we can dial it, you know, turn it to something completely different, which mm-hmm. is moving your body. Okay. Right. And which right. is like always the, you know, we come back to that on this podcast. Right. And you're like, but I don't know how to run. I don't know how to swim. I don't mm-hmm. know how to. I don't have a bike. Or, yeah. I don't know. And so, <laughs> so that that can lead to like, well, how can I even start? Yeah. And so the start small for me again on that was just put the shoes on and start walking every day. Right. Exactly. Right. Um so I, I want so here's something that I've been curious about and it's, it's the I want to talk about my baby step because I've been doing probably like 3 times now in our baby steps. I've told stories of how baby steps have gotten me somewhere big. Yes. Uh-huh. So I talked about the shoe box under our bed with the monthly savings thing. Mm-hmm. That ended up getting us to Dublin, right? Mm-hmm. I talked about one room at one wall at a time painting, and then fifty gallons later, we have a completed house. Fifty yep. gallons and years later, <laughs> right? We've painted our house. So something has happened in September. This one comes out in October, but in September, I crossed ten thousand miles on Runkeeper. Wow, and. Um, I think that we maybe have even talked about this before. Correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes when I say those things and you hear them, you're like, well, then screw it. What do you mean? Oh, like, what do you mean? Especially when we had a running podcast, which we had for most of our time together. Yep. Where, um... I'd be like, oh, I did this, I did this, uh," because it was a running podcast, so I wanted to report these things, and I think that to a certain extent you were like, shut up. Oh, I'm not like, (laughs) shut up. I think it's awesome. You mean screw it because I couldn't do that? Right. We ha- we oh, did yeah. have a conversation one time. It was yeah, a comparison yeah, we conversation. We, yep. we we have those once in a while every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I could have done that a stitch in time, right. and I didn't. And so, I mean, there, yeah. there, uh, I would be lying if I didn't say there's part of me that's like, dang it, I wish I did that. Oh, man. Yeah. Like that. Okay, that's it. That's what I'm remembering. Yeah, that's um, it. And so... This thing was coming up, 10,000 miles. I was like, I got to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Right? Because there's 
no way I could have gotten there without two gomers run a half marathon, two gomers run a marathon, two gomers race a <laughs> triathlon, two gomers run for their lives. Yep. Um, runner's block and overcoming runner's block, right? So yep. I have to talk about it. Yep. Um, I guess what, since we're talking now about physical movement, that I had to, it really did, speaking of the podcast, it really did start small. I mean, if you mm-hmm. remember back to what we did at the beginning, first episode, half a block yeah. of running. Yep. Um, so there's that. But then I also wanted to, I also feel like I need to name the fact that there have probably been 40 or 50. <laughs> that might be that might be a lot. 25. Yep. Restarts. Sure. As a part of that 10,000 miles. And those were just as, well, maybe more than half a block. But those are restarting small. One mile, then two miles, then three miles, and then a half marathon eventually. Yep. I'm once again registered for the, the rock and roll half marathon in January, and I am not trained up for that. Right. And so I had to look again at a training thing and it start it always starts small. Yes, so each time each even time. if you've done something a bunch of times you yep. still have to start small. I think that's what I want people to hear. Yep. That that shouldn't be a discouragement for folks. Yep. It's always going to feel like that. And um the choice then is do I eat a slice of humble pie and start small again mm-hmm. or do I say, ah, forget it. I'm not even going to start. <laughs> I just feel like yep. there are people listening right now who would love to run a half marathon or run a half marathon again. Yep. And I just want to tell you right now I am starting really small yep. in my training again. It's it's August when it's August when we're recording this. That means yep. I have September, October, November, December, four months. Mm-hmm. And I'm not running thirteen. I did not run thirteen point one miles this morning. I ran three very slow miles. Yeah. And so you have to start small and start again. Yeah. That's a Gomer axiom, right? You can always <laughs> oh, yeah. start again. Yes. Yep. I love that. Let me say something that just popped in my head when you were talking about this. Okay. 10,000 miles thing, Mm -hmm. which is back to the comparison thing. We might've said this before, but don't compare your, if you're listening to this, Mm -hmm. your seedling to somebody else's tree. Okay. I love that. Yep. If that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. I heard somebody say that once and it really excited me because you know you've got a pretty sweet you know maple tree right sure of a ten thousand miles that's amazing yeah and so like a lot of people don't have that or you can put in any other analogy of something that somebody's done right that that you really think is amazing and that but Mm -hmm. you're like and look at all i have is like a seed or a little (laughs) sapling and, you know and what just I mean? so the nation can hear this clearly, there are plenty of there's plenty of that happening in my life right now. I'm oh, not yeah. immune to this because I have 10,000 miles on my runkeeper, right? That's right. a small compartmentalized part of my life. Um, yeah. There are certainly other things where I'm like, how do they do it? Mm-hmm. How did they do it? How totally? How did Alex do that? Put that seriously together, and then build another studio. I'm like, just, I just, I'd be like, nah, can't. I got too much other crap going on, you know? And he did it under the radar. So proud of that dude. I know. And actually going there and seeing the studio and hearing some of the story, I think, I think sometimes people think that kind of stuff just happened, Mm -hmm. but that there's no way he has been working on seriously for years. Right. 
Right, exactly. Yep. And and starting small and working toward that in consistent, staying consistent and trusting in time and all one read at a time or one part totally. of a read at, at a time, right? Like one and then step you, at a time, one cereal box at a time. Right. You know, one restart at a time. Totally. And then it's fun to see the finished product when you watch seriously and nation, you should seriously yep. on on uh, YouTube, you can just start with the one I guessed it on if you want a gateway into yeah. it. Um, yeah. That was really fun. But that it just doesn't appear, right? right? There's well, a lot so of this, work putting into that. This is what I mean by the analogy of the tree mm-hmm. is all of a sudden... Right. I mean, just to use Alex, our wonderful, my wonderful, <laughs> awesome friend and your brother as an right. example... Uh-huh. He's got a U- a YouTube channel that's like a tree. Right. And a lot of people wish I mean, what isn't like the number one thing the Gen Z wants is to be famous and to be influencers. And <laughs> yeah. let's look at a middle-aged man as an example that took 44 <laughs> years of life to figure it out. Someday um, someday there's going to be classes yeah. on being like there's going to be a YouTube influencer major. And they'll right. show they'll show video of well this forty four year old guy did it by eating right. cereal you can too right I mean all yep. that really needs to happen is you have to have a phone and somehow they put it on the Today Show and boom <laughs> right you know what I mean you just yeah. need that one thing mm-hmm. uh, but even with that there's a tree mm-hmm. but there was a just just to use Alex as a case study I didn't like plan on this or anything but. Mm-mm. In the college, he just freaking loved cereal. Right. Right? He just... I mean, I remember that as a core value of Alex. Multo yes. meal, bags of cereal, dreaming mm-hmm. of eating it with water. Then he could eat almost for free and live for free. Big, but big bowls. Huge bowls. Like, he wanted to be able to pour milk right into the bag, <laughs> eat it out of the box. Yeah, I'm not talking about like full bowls. I'm talking about the actual bowl was physically big. He would he would go on the hunt for big giant bowls. Yes. <laughs> so like, you, you know those more cereal. Those coffee mugs from Pottery Barn that could fit a whole carafe of coffee. Like it's like <laughs> it's like a salad serving bowl. It's not a personal bowl. <laughs> With a big serving spoon. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so like he started out with that love for yep. it. Yeah. And then uh, you know, told us about it here and there, mm-hmm. and we're like, "Yeah, sure, dude." Like, whenever you finish it, we can't wait. And then, boom, there's the tree. And you if you I mean? remember, that was years. Oh, totally. That time frame is so not only from when he was eating big bowls, but like right. from when he said, "This is what I would like to do someday. I'd like to have a YouTube channel about cereal." Right. I mean, I can I can check in with him, but I think it was three or four years. Yeah. And it wasn't he had forgotten about that by any means. He started small and he stayed consistent and then all of a sudden like you said, yeah. There's this so. finished product on t- on on YouTube that's quality. Yep. Um so I think that there's something there. I did not know we were also going to be using seriously as an analogy. There's something there about like listener what do you what big goals do you have? Mm. And what big goals have you just figured, oh, I'm in midlife now, and so it's too late. Maybe it's mm. running a half marathon. Maybe it's traveling somewhere. Mm. Maybe it's <laughs> becoming a YouTube influencer, right? Yeah. Maybe it's going back to school or getting a new job. Those are valuable big goals. My pitch here is that you should have some fun thinking about how can I start that process and start small? If I really love that and want to do that, like reverse engineer it to a start small step that you can take. Cool. Yeah, I I mean, like one of my things that's in my head, because Mm -hmm. I mean, running's always been in there somewhere, but Mm -hmm. is I didn't grow up reading a lot of, of the classic books that you're supposed sure. to read. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Because whoever makes some, that rule, I don't know, but well, but I mean, they're the, you know, the, the core narratives of our culture, you sure, know, yeah, I see what you Western mean. Yep. 
culture. Like you've mm-hmm. got to read My Antonia by Willa Cather. Right. Uh, you Which know I, I think mean? we did read in Mr. Lemberg's class. Maybe you didn't we, have Mr. Lemberg. We totally did, except I th- uh, Chad or Alex could tell us. Maybe Alex will listen to this episode because we're talking about him so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's maybe a good idea. it was Miss Marty. Oh. Um, I can't remember. Okay. Any, anyways, but the the list of books that I need to read, mm-hmm. you know, the top hundred. Oh yeah. Just as an example, is like that tree. I don't know. Okay. Somebody's yep. the New York Times bestselling tree. Right. And I'm like, oh man, I read The Hobbit, and the, <laughs> I've actually read tons of books in the last sure. five years. But, so, but not necessarily when you were in high school, right? Like, right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so uh, I'm, you know, a baby step for that mm-hmm. is just start, like, pick one and start reading it, finishing yep. it, and then start reading another one. And, you know, in, like we say, like 30 minutes a day, or maybe, maybe start with a page. I don't know. Maybe make a list. What's the baby well, step there? Yeah. Call I your mean, friend. I think, I think the tip. I would have there is if like when I say start small, if it, it's got to be something you can do, mm-hmm. well, something you, you, something you want to do and can do. And so yep. if reading 30 minutes a day, that works for me. But if that's mm-hmm. overwhelming for you, then it's not small enough. What mm. about a chapter a week? Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get through books in your life if you do that. So, well, yeah, and do, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Right. And also, who am I reporting to this list? <laughs> I, is that the key thing about this? Is that what it is? Who who made these rules? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially about how long things are supposed to take. Yeah, well, and like what dinner party am I going to need to be able to quote, you know, Willa Cather. Yeah. And if I can impress that person that I read To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. You know, and knew that, mm-hmm. you know, knew the plot line. And then that person thought I was cool. Like, what's right. Maybe I'm d- getting too deep, but it's like, what even is the point of that? What's the point of the goal, even? So that I right. why, I keep coming back to Alex. He loves cereal. He loves yep. being funny. Yep. And he thought this would bring me a lot of joy. I, there is not a person in the world who said, you're required to do this with your life. Right. It has nothing to do with this job. <laughs> in fact, people are like, why are you doing that? <laughs> it's like the opposite. It's like, wow, somebody has a lot of time on their hands, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, even with the podcast, we've gotten that tons of times. Oh, well, I get that all the time. Totally. Well, somebody's got a lot of time on their hands. Shut up. <laughs> I hate it when people say that because I always feel like, so do you. What do you do with it? I'm creating <laughs> something that people listen to and it brings them joy. In fact, um, you can you can look up this short. Maybe we could put the audio in of this of Alex talking about why. Why he oh, does seriously I love that? Yeah, let's we let's plop that in. That's a great idea. I really like doing seriously, and I think it brings some happiness into the world. And actually, here at the middle mark, I want to take a moment and fill you in on the ultimate little secret about this channel. Seriously, it's not about cereal. It's about spending time together. It's about sharing folklore. It's about putting something new into the world that hadn't been there before. It's about wanting to inspire others, especially those more innately talented and creative, to have a fun idea and then follow through with it, bring it into being. It's just like he wants to he wants to bring joy. Mm-hmm. He wants to experience joy himself and he wants to motivate mm-hmm. people to do mm-hmm. creative things. Yep. I mean, what a mission statement. And it's awesome. Um it was actually very inspiring to me and touching to me when he said that. Like I know it, I teared it, up. It's because it really connected, I think, to why I do this. Mm. Um, it's a creative outlet. It's a way for us to connect as friends, you and me. But there's yep. also like when we get feedback like we got in the 15th anniversary episode, when we get people writing us and saying, um, 
you're motivating and inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's no better feedback. There's mm -hmm. no amount of money. Right. There's no Patreon support that, that could equal yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I want to encourage people, if you're in midlife and you're like, oh, that sounds great. I want to do something like that, but it seems too big. Don't let that stop you from starting small. Hmm. I said, I said, and well, I don't remember what it was that actually to do, actually do your to do's list. That I really think that procrastination is unhealthy for me. Right. So when I'm starting something, even if it's small, that makes me healthier because I feel accomplished. Yeah. Right. Like I know that I'm, I'm being faithful and we're going to get to that later in a different episode too. It, it helps me conquer that procrastination. And then eventually I get to go to Ireland because yep. I started small or eventually I hit 10,000 miles. Yeah. Um, and that's, those things are icing on the cake, honestly. Yeah. Well, the, the real win that we have come back to so many times is the, it shows, it demonstrates a level of faithfulness mm -hmm. and steadiness and yep. perseverance. Trustworthiness. Trustworthiness. Mm -hmm. uh, reliability. I don't know. That's kind of doesn't we're just doing synonyms now, but <laughs> but uh, like yeah. all well, all, all those things all are true, and they have a different, different flavor facets. to them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yep. But it all starts with the small start. Yep. Um, I heard this great. Tim Keller shares this one thing, probably mm -hmm. once every thirty sermons. Yeah. Which is like an acorn. If you were to like, you know, try to break a marble slab with an acorn, mm -hmm. you know, the acorn just breaks immediately. Right. But if the acorn is planted underneath this marble slab and grows over time, mm -hmm. it'll actually break through the marble and then create a huge tree. Yeah. And so like, not only does the, 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 you know, is a, is a tree inside of an acorn, everything mm -hmm. that needs to be for a tree, but a forest mm. because that tree is going to make more acorns. Yeah. Yeah. But it all started with that little, that little thing. Yeah. That little step, you know, like every marathon starts with a step. And so mm -hmm. I think, um, I just think we think that our small thing that we could maybe do, like mm -hmm. read a chapter Yep. or put on our walking or running shoes isn't mm -hmm. going to amount to much, so then we don't do it yep. because it's not flashy or exciting. It's not a tree. Yes. It's not um, it's something to compare to somebody else's cool thing. Yep. Um, but I even think that's what God is calling us to do and to be is to mm -hmm. just take what we've been, what's been placed in our hands, which is that acorn. Yep. And plant it and water it. Yep. And be okay if it takes a long time. Dude, that is, Aaron and I are just obsessed with the fact that I think just stuff takes a lot of time. Everything good takes time and is slow, slow, yep. friggin' slow. And feels small and feels insignificant and not flashy. But those are the best things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, why am I tearing up? It's just like... We put so much friggin' pressure on ourselves yep. to look a certain way or act a certain way or have accomplished a certain things, a certain amount of things. We didn't start soon enough. We didn't do enough. We aren't enough, right? And it's like, that's not true of a listener. If you're listening to this right, that's not, that, that's not true of you. Mm. Like you are enough and, if, and you can start small. And if nobody ever finds out about it, that's fine. And if it takes a super long time, and maybe you don't even accomplish it ever, <laughs> I, just the starting small is worth it, um, be, and it's good for you. There's this other thing that I think, so like comparison, of course, is the thief of joy and the thief of all sorts of things, but also of starting mm -hmm. small, I would say. There's mm -hmm. also perfectionism. Mm, where yeah. oh, dude. I won't start something unless I... Am a hundred percent sure that it'll be perfect, which I never am. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And so that's good to be excellent. I have a high value on excellence and hard work. But there are probably people that aren't starting something because they think I could I can never be that will never be perfect. And so why even start it? Mm. Sometimes you just gotta start stuff even if it's gonna be messy. Dude, I can I can relate to that as a professional musician. That that is I can't even imagine, dude. Has kept me from the practice chair so many times, bro. The practice mm. room or the whatever yep. is like, oh, it's not gonna be as good as I want it to be. Right. It's not gonna be perfect. Yep. I mean, I million percent perfectionism is a block mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Actually, I I was talking to my phone as I like to do. Yep. Let me read this. I said okay. I I was just this is me talking to myself, so maybe mm-hmm. it won't make sense, but I said I like to go all in on stuff, have every little bit ready before I move. <laughs> but what happens? Paralysis. Mm-hmm. Fight, flight, or freeze. My tendency is to freeze. Yeah. And I yep. think the key that unlocks that is small, simple steps. Yep. Definitely. Because I, I get frozen. And I think you hit the nail on the head with that perfectionism thing. I think that's a big thing that freezes me. And I, yeah. and if I may say so, I'm actually really good at it. Yep. <laughs> but like I have a really hard time. <laughs> because it's not going to be perfect uh and and uh so at, at something i'm really not good at which is running it also keeps me out from from going out there sometimes because i'm like well what's the point yeah or you know i know gone over that a million times well so i used to um i used to struggle with writer's block a lot more than i do now mm-hmm. because of that so when i was writing a talk i write a lot um, especially in when I give a sermon or a talk and it would be so hard for me to start. I would just sit there at my computer looking at a blank word doc Mm -hmm. until something just happened to me one day, dude, this was not anything I read or anything anybody told me until I realized every one of my first drafts sucks. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. 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 And so I just need to write some something. Just write something. Just get something down. Yeah. And it's going to be a mess. Yeah. And it's going to feel so good to have that started. Yep. A mess is so much better than a blank sheet of paper. <laughs> because yeah, then you dude. have something to work with. And so yep. um, I, I this might be a Stephen King thing. I don't remember. But you have... A writer has to create his own, is the only artist that has to create his own instrument, his own clay. Mm, So you start with nothing and then you create the lump of clay. Yep. And and it sucks and it looks dumb. That's your first draft. And then you get to work it. And so that has been the start small key for me when it comes Mm. to my creative side of my job is I have to get over expecting the start to be even close to good dude that is that's the seedling versus or sapling versus the tree right right Mm -hmm. and and actually that that's not comparing yourself to yourself although if you have a book already or a talk (laughs) uh, tons of talks already you know maybe maybe it could help you to get into your little forest and like look at around at the trees you've done well, th- so okay. That, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I think that was my issue. I was like, mm. I've given a lot of great talks. Yeah, I better do another one. Wow, interesting. And I forget for some reason it's never good at the start. Yeah, never yeah, okay. good. That's <laughs> um, really really. So there is this this kind of like self comparison thing. I just had to shift it by remembering this is how it always works. I have to start with at least something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that's really good. A, a mess or a lump of clay or a seedling. Let's use the seedling thing. Yep. That's the first draft. And then I care for it and I water it and I prune yep. it mostly. Yes. Uh-huh. Into something that can be beautiful so I can present it. Um, Dang. And that actually takes a ton of time. And so usually... I'm writing a, I'm starting that sermon a month in advance. 
because I just yeah. know this is going to suck at first, but I need yeah. to start with something and Dang. start small. Hmm. That's the, this is really making me think a lot, dude. Uh, because I, I think I want it to be perfect right away. Uh huh. Like I'm going to sit down and I'm going to play right of spring and it's going to be amazing. And I'm yep. like, not okay if it's not. So mm-hmm. then I'd just rather not do it. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Uh, or I always trip up with this one thing in the Mozart concerto. And, and so like, I'll just, it'll always be that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, can I share a, a tip or a, a kind of a strategy I've, use yeah, off and please. on and have used this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to share in, in my What's Giving Me Life, uh, an album that I've been absolutely loving. Okay. But one thing I've been doing is I've been jack like just turning this album up super loud all around Sonos, all around our house. Play everywhere. Play everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And click that play everywhere button on your Sonos app. Yep. Uh-huh. And just improvising and worshiping on huh. my bassoon to this album. Really? Wow. That's cool. And uh what what it's been doing and what I've been really praying hard about mm-hmm. is remembering that I actually love this. Mm-hmm. That I actually play music because I love it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the verse that always comes to mind is the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yep. But I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly or have it to the full. Mm-hmm. And so something that I love, and if if that doesn't make any sense to somebody, I we could flesh that out a different time. Sure, but it's sure. It's important to me. Uh, is that um, I forget that I really love music. Uh-huh. And... Doing it as a profession, I was actually, mm. Isla the other day asked me, she's like, do you ever get sick of bassoon? Mm. Okay. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what? That's what you do for your job. That's what you do for a living. And I mm-hmm. think writing could go probably the same way. I think that's surprising to kids that to to hear that people don't like their jobs sometimes. Yeah. Right? Like, then why would you do it? Right. I mean, there's something well, there. That's interesting. It well, it's it's from the from the mouth of a child, right? Like right. They don't. It it doesn't compute. Yeah. Because you entered it because you loved it. Yep. And so that's what I've been really digging into lately is um, remembering you love this, mm-hmm. and then doing it from that place of love. Yeah. And um, it's been like really just like lighting me up inside. Mm. And the the cool thing about that is. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of that or if right. it gets me any further up the ladder or if it impresses anybody else. Mm-hmm. Being filled with that uh, joy and love for it, which I've been actually discovering, rediscovering, and I, I've done this a number of times, but this improvisation thing. Yeah. It's like I'm just going to uh, just going to John Coltrane for a while. And right. I'm not a great improviser. Mm. But I just love playing this thing. And you know your scales and you know your chords well enough to probably oh, yeah. do it great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually I wouldn't do this in in public. Oh man. Okay. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even do this if Aaron and the girls were home, probably. Wow. So this is I, a truly private regaining your love in small yeah. ways for what you do. Yeah. Wow. It's like a pri- private practice. Mm-hmm. Uh and sometimes I'm crying. Sometimes I'm laughing. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it, it's very clay molding. Uh-huh. In a way. Yeah, that's I good. Yep. Um, so. I, I just want to give a Gomer assignment to folks. Just okay. like a thought experiment. Okay. What is something that you would, what's something big that you would like to do in your life? Mm. I think it needs to be connected like we've been talking about to something that you actually love. And so it might take mm. remembering what you love. Hmm. 
I don't know. We just don't do these kinds of things when we're in middle life. We just think we don't have time or we don't deserve to think this way. I don't know what it is. Well, you're, you're but, the high mileage years. You're just yeah. pedal to the metal. Grinding you're right. it out, you bro. just don't think about it. So lucky you, you're listening to a podcast that's inviting you to think about it right now. But yeah. like maybe you want to run a race or mm. maybe you want to travel or maybe you want to go back to school or learn a new skill, mm-hmm. right? Um, connected to something that you that actually brings you life and that is fun for you to think about. And then the invitation is to think about what, can you actually do to start your journey in that direction? And mm. if you if you can't do it, it's not small enough, right? Mm. It's really good. And I would also invite you to not put a time frame on it. Now, this is uh, can, can you believe Stephen is saying that? This Steve? is like <laughs> from the man that brought you smart goals. <laughs> this is not smart goal chat, actually. Right now, yeah, this yeah. is not about productivity. It's about starting toward something that would that that you've longed to do right mm. you're not too old if you die before you're finished who cares right yep that's like, the leaf by niggle story by uh yeah oh that's right yep yeah it's the it's hebrews 11 all mm. these heroes of the faith and all mm. of them died <laughs> before they I got that Hebrews 12 right on my wall right here, but you're totally the heroes of the faith, dude. Oh man, I'm going to start crying and do a lap, bro. Biblically heroes of the faith never saw what they want. Like, they, wow. They Moses, just, dude. They started small and they stayed consistent and then they died and they're yep. honored for that for the, for thousands of years. Right. Wow. So uh, I think that there's something about giving yourself permission to dream again and to mm. start with something that you can actually do. Start small. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, dude. All right, dude. Who knew? Sometimes we just have two words written down about something we want to talk about, and it goes in some crazy uh, direction. I loved it. Yeah, man. That was fun. I don't All really right. remember what we talked about, so hopefully that was cool. <laughs> Can't wait to re-listen. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's wrap this up and talk about what's giving us life this week. All right. Sounds great. All right, here we are in What's Giving Us Life this week. We do this every every week. Just for speaking of joy, speaking of life, we just like mm-hmm. to we just like to talk about something that kind of hit this week that um, gave us that extra boost. Um, who, you want to start? Should I start? Who went first in the? Uh, oh, you didn't even do a baby step. You did it. No, in I the, didn't. In the core. Why don't right. you start? Okay. So I've talked about my Clear Habit Journal a lot. I'm oh, holding yeah. it up to anybody who might oh. be watching on the 13.1 oh, feed. I got a new one right here. Look at this. Oh, oh not oh, in its oh. wrapping. That's it's hard to open because it looks this, so good in that box. I know totally. You just gotta tear off the band-aid and get into your new clear habit journal. We yep. I've talked about the to-do section of it, but I just want to briefly mention that one of the quadrants it's let one, two, three, four, five, six. One of the what would that be called? I have six little sections on that page that I've made. One of the sextants. Sextuplet. Sextant. Yeah. I sure. don't know. Um, is just called enjoy. And what that means is what I can like in the begin in the beginning of my day, I spend time thinking about what about this day am I going to enjoy? Mm. So that has become in particularly important to me because the fall has fallen. Mm. You were talking about this in the opener. We're fully both into high mileage job working hard, right? Right. It's just yep. the, the nature of September and October for us. It's it's kind of a restart, right? Yep. In our in our work because Always. of the rhythms of of our jobs. And so full days, sometimes 10, 12 hours of working mm-hmm. in the fall. And so I need first thing in the morning to actually think about what is going to give me joy that day. And so what's giving yeah. me life and has been giving me life is to keep that, uh, keep that rhythm and just write out five or six things in the morning. First thing, what is going to bring me joy? And so it, they're simple things. 
today was late summer warmth, running mm. with Jessica, listening to music, watching Ahsoka with Jack tonight. I'm not injured. Mm. Just wrote that down for some reason today. Sometimes yeah, I'm injured good. and not today. So I wrote that down. And then Topo Chico, box of Topo Chico, baby. <laughs> A box of Topo Chico. I love it. That rules. It's written right there. I just need a little bit of injection of enjoying and thinking about that before I get into just the sludge yeah. of the day. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've we been talking about that, just trying to inject joy and mm-hmm. rest into mm-hmm. every hour, day, yeah. week, month, year, right? Yep. Instead of just cramming it all in. So I love that practice, dude. Yeah. It just it just makes me healthier for sure and brings me a lot of life. So that's it. My enjoy sextant. <laughs> that rolled, I love it. Of my clear habit journal uh page. What about you, that's bro? That's awesome. Okay. Um a midlife milestone and a life giving thing combo. Mm-hmm. So yeah. midlife milestone is that uh you know, ever since the so Lily's about to turn twelve, Isla just turned eight. Mm-hmm. And we've been reading at night, you know, every night that we can, you know, yeah. most, not, I mean, e- almost every night of their lives, either mm-hmm. Aaron or I have read to them. Right. An interesting transition happened uh, maybe with, within the last month, which mm-hmm. is Lily and I are now reading together every night, but we're reading our own things. Oh, okay. Sure. And sounds familiar. So yeah. I'm, I'm laying in her bed. She's mm-hmm. now got her own room. She's reading yep. her books, and I'm reading my book. Mm-hmm. And the first couple of nights, I was like, "Shouldn't we be reading the same thing, or should we be reading together?" <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. And then I was like, "This is the most natural thing ever." I, because I mean, I've got chill bumps, bro. This is incredible. <laughs> it's like nine thirty to ten thirty, or nine to ten. Uh huh. It's just we just lay there, uh huh, and we both read our own book. Wow. And then it's like, all right, I got to go to bed. I love you. Mm-hmm. She's like, night, daddy. And then she reads for like 15 more minutes. And then I'm like, okay, you really got to go to bed now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like middle school life. Yeah. Um, and the book I've been reading lately is Don't Waste Your Life by John Piper. It's exactly okay. what I need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the music. Oh, you've got a soundtrack to this also. Yes. So Lily likes the the playlist uh peaceful piano she just uh-huh. says you know a l e x a i can't say mm-hmm. it yeah uh play peaceful piano i can't remember yep. spotify or apple music but it rules mm-hmm. um, but the other one that we've been listening to nonstop for the last two months is it's a new instrumental album by nathan knuckles um nathan is that, is and christy knuckles christy knuckles yeah okay yep they're a, they're a husband and wife uh-huh. uh they they were a part of Passion for a really long time, and they okay. moved to back to Tennessee, like Franklin, Tennessee, maybe six years ago or so. Okay. And um, it's an instrumental album called Everywhere the River Goes. Okay, I'm looking at it right and now. I think it's maybe 12 tracks. Okay. And it's just, dude, it's just beautiful. It's just, it, it's, if, if you need... Kind of like a a soundtrack for a quiet time or for a sure. day of just Probably chill. Maybe like I when said, you're studying or oh yeah, meditating. Is it that kind of thing? Studying, meditating, mm-hmm. yeah, contemplating. It's not. There's no real beats. Okay, you know, but it's just keys, some strings, some synths. Yep. Okay, and I just I love it, and I improvise with my bassoon with it. Like wow. I was saying, yeah. Uh, it's really beautiful, and okay. he and his wife and kids just kind of came up with titles for this improvisations. Cool. So they're just—I don't know that they really mean anything other than this <laughs> sure. sounds like that. Uh huh. But he's just like, from all accounts, I've never met him. I have a lot of yeah. friends that have met him that said he's an amazing dude. Okay. And this is his first foray into uh, just his own album. That's great. So okay. it's really beautiful. It's called Everywhere the River Goes by Nathan Knuckles. Awesome. I just added it to my study slash contemplation folder oh. on Spotify. Sweet. 
maybe I need to uh, create a folder called bassoon um, <laughs> improvisation. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think the, the kernel of it was, you know how, you know, at the end of a sermon, sometimes somebody comes up and, and gets the keys warmed up to kind of, Oh, sure. You know, they tickle the, the ivories. Ser- yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was the, the seedling, you know, maybe mm-hmm. 15, 20 years ago. And then he slowly evolved into just doing this kind of thing more and more. It's very so cool, I just want to be in that room. Yeah. You know, those carpets and the glass and the, uh-huh. you know, I don't know. So it's awesome. Hope it, hope people like it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, if you have a what's giving you life this week you want to share or a baby step or an idea for a core section, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram. That's the best place. Uh, that's at Two Gomers. Go to our bio and you can see our link tree. Link to all things Two Gomers. You can call us on the Gomer phone. That number is 608-622-7669. That's 608-NBA-PONY. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to right now. A special thanks to Davis for our music, Jason and Eric for our graphics, Adam, our webmaster, and Annie, our social media guru. Gomertrons, we're also thankful to you. You subscribe to our second podcast, the bonus disc on Patreon. That's not only the home of our monthly movie show, Perfect Movie, where we just covered Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And I think at this point, October Sky, I might be wrong. Either that's out or coming out soon because it is the spooky, spooky month of October. And so the scariest (laughs) movie of all, October Sky, (laughs) is what we're doing on Perfect Movie. You get tons of extra episodes like this summer's Indiana Jones rankings and my tour through the Star Trek Generation universe, live to tape episodes of our trip. And I think Fast Food Burger Brawl is also out right now or coming soon. And much more, up to four episodes per month, depending on the level you subscribe. All that and more is at patreon.com slash twogomers. We welcome your support, and we thank you so much. Awesome, man. That was fun. I don't know what happened on that episode. As usual, those are usually my favorite ones, so. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) All I know is we started small by talking about the fact that we did 390 episodes, and here we are at the end. Hopefully something good happened in between. All right. Well, it was fun nonetheless, dude. Definitely. Great app. Super fun, man. And remember, everybody, if we can start small with the seeds, the acorns that are in our hands, and slowly over time, exponentially, with compound interest, let them grow faithfully, steadfastly, you can too. And happy running. Happy running.